show starts now. Welcome to the Ryback Show Live. I am your host, the big guy, Ryback, presented by Feed Me More Nutrition. As always, guys, we're streaming live on the big guy, Ryback22 on Instagram and TikTok. So I thank everybody that uh, joins in on the streams live over there. Always here, Ryback TV on YouTube, Ryback Rules on Twitch, and Ryback at Twitter. This podcast, this show is available on all podcast platforms. If you just simply want to listen to the audio at a different time while you're driving, unless you have the YouTube premium, then you could close the screen and, and, and do other things, preferably drive. But if you're in the passenger seat or doing whatever iTunes reviews are greatly appreciated when you can swing over there as well. And as always, guys, brought to you by Feed Me More Nutrition, my premium supplement line, sweetened with stevia and monk fruit, no harmful artificial sweeteners or colors, vegan-friendly for men and women on feedmemore.com. You can save 20% just from listening to this show, watching this show with discount code RYBACKSHOW20. That's RYBACKSHOW20 on feedmemore.com. Good to see everybody. Good day over here. Got some good shoulder work in already. I got my morning uh, conditioning uh, on the Stairmaster, another PR personal record on that. I had to do some work uh, for feedmemore.com, which, um, and then, then went and got my coffee. I had to go cut some branches off the palm trees uh, in the backyard. Things are getting starting to grow, and uh, some of the dead branches had to, had to get rid of those. And, uh, but we got the cool news is, is for you guys that you guys know, I'm, I'm working on the feed me more nutrition, uh, maximum, uh, strength and size program, uh, that I'm really, really pumped and, and working on it, uh, every single day, uh, and getting this all ready to go. And it's going to take a little bit of time. I don't know how long, um, it just depends how much time each day I have to, to, to work on it. And, uh, it's, it's fun. I, I really enjoy getting all of this down and, uh, I believe it's going to be very beneficial to people. In doing this, I realized I always am recommending to people uh, for the basal metabolic rate calculator, the BMR calculator. People go, I don't know. I don't count calories. I don't know where to start. Obviously, you want to start getting physically active. But the first step in, into getting healthy is you want to know how many calories you need per day. It's something that so many of us, we just have no clue. And we have no clue. It, it's really difficult to, to do if you're not eating a lot of processed foods, um, and especially if you're plant-based, and like you could be amazed at how much you could eat and actually come in under your calories. It's when you do a lot of the heavy processed food, the fast foods, you, you could easily eat past your, your your daily recommended caloric intake in one meal. And, and a lot of people do. Some people do it in two, and then they have they snack all day, they're drinking, chugging regular sodas and juice fruit juices. And, and, you know, and, and then you wonder, you go, I don't understand, you know, because you don't feel like you, you're eating that much, but you're eating very calorie dense foods with that. So I've included, uh, we have a, a BMR calculator on feedmemore.com now. I had it implemented into the website and that link is in the description now on Ryback TV. I will put it in the comments as well. It'll be on Instagram after the, the, the show is over. I'll get that in the description as well over there. So now when I tell you guys to, to go to find a BMR calculator, you just go to feedmemore.com. It's just a free tool. Uh, I'm trying to, to find other things I could provide you guys to help make this better for you, easier for you, all in one place. Uh, obviously, no charge on that. 
or anything with that. And we have the supplements on there. But as I said, I'm, I'm more than just a supplement company business. Uh, and it, the, the hungry mindset is really, really where like my passion is with all of this and that the supplements are in that involved in that. And it's a mindset with that. But you got to have the tools uh, available to you as well um, to, to kind of start piecing this together. And once you do it, it's really easy, I promise with that but and you just plug in your information as honestly as possible you don't need to know your body fat percentage on there if you want to estimate some people i would just say leave it blank you don't have to have that to get your to get your your caloric intake of what you need uh or what your goal is whether it's to lose weight maintain or gain weight you just plug the information in honestly and uh you'll be ready to rock and roll all right what do we got going on today on sunday hopped on a little early and uh Figure I go. I could I could do a knockout about an hour today, and hello, we're back. We, uh, that is odd. That's never done that. And then right, it was, uh, said there was no internet, even though I'm hardwired. That is StreamYard. Don't let the big guy down. We're back, guys. We're back. Take it easy. The big guy's back. Cheeky baby got shell-shocked already out of Rybackville. And, uh, we're good to go. Appreciate it. Though we're going to have to end the stream. We've got... 1.1 thousand people watching on TikTok, greatly appreciated. Well, uh, those how are them ruffles? Somebody asked. The ruffles, you know, were only eaten in that video years ago, and uh, it was uh, they were they were they were great. Didn't pay a dollar for those things. They were sent as a gift from a fan with a, ba a box of Canadian snacks. So that that, that video's made me maybe a little bit of cash. So thank you to whoever sent those ruffles. That's literally the only reason why I did that. And I go, oh, I'll do an ASMR video because those are popular. Kind of making fun of the whole thing, which is kind of missed by a lot of people. But it is, I don't, I'm okay with that. Hello from Russia. I've heard that I am actually on billboards in Russia eating chips. Can somebody from Russia verify this? Because I've seen multiple people tell me that the the chip meme is now on billboards in Russia. Uh, Ryback, do you like hot food? Uh, uh, depends, like spicy. I mean, I don't hate it. I, I've, I've done the hottest things in the world. I, uh, I don't care to ever do that, do that again. Um, Ryback is, uh, I'm hearing Kane. I keep hearing Kane is the nicest guy in the world. Kane is very nice. Majority of wrestlers are all very nice. It's it's just dependent on on what is the the I don't know how to explain it. It's it just depends on what what is going on um, with people and with an organization. He it tends to be the people that that tend to, to stay in W. If you ever notice this, the people that that tend to be loyal to Vince. If you've ever noticed, regardless of whatever, and I could tell stories, and I'm not gonna on things with the people that are nice that. But that that they don't seem to get thrown into the dirt sheets, which I've always said. Vince and all of them are connected in that. They're responsible for the majority of the negative press that goes out. 
but Kane is incredibly, incredibly nice. We're doing super chats as well, guys. If you want your questions brought up on the screen, I will get to them. Health, fitness, supplementation, whether, you know, diet, pro wrestling, whatever your questions are, I'm here to try to answer them as to the best of my ability. I can't always say I will answer it great, but I will, I will certainly do my best. Timmy G, starting it off hot. I've got my Starbucks here, my hot Starbucks. Today, no ice cubes. I haven't been doing ice cubes every day. The What is your take on the art of entrance videos? They seem to be enhanced graphic renders now. Did it before provide a way to tell who a character's... Okay, so I'm assuming... I'm going to take a crack. And you can, Timmy, you don't have to send another super chat, but I want to make sure I'm addressing this. Are you re referencing the WWE entrances where they're using the graphics and the like the what you're talking about, like the the art graphics and the the 3D dimensional images of like the of whether it's Roman or whoever, along with like the stage and um, especially for like the big the, that SummerSlam WrestleMania where they've got the the stage with the graphics uh, downloaded and where they're able to to whatever the Display them through the stage. Is that is that what you're referencing? If so, I think it's if you are referencing that, I think it's great and it looks very very good. Uh, and I, I've said it all along. WWE is the number one wrestling company from a production standpoint, and in, in, in the packages and everything that they put together, and in the entrances and and all of that with. They really, really, like, it looks really, really good. Let's see. Do we have another question? To, uh, are you cool with your, let's see. Do I, I have talked to Stone Cold. I've done his podcast multiple times. Uh, and we talked a bit, we talked for probably, I'd say, I don't know, it was like a week where called and just had, just BS'd and talked about some stuff. And yeah, I like Steve, uh, I mean a lot. He's very, very, like we're we, a lot of similarities and different, different in a lot of ways as well. But, um, he, uh, I really like, I like his mindset and obviously I think he's the, had, had the greatest run in the history of the business. And, uh, and we saw that this past WrestleMania, and I'm very happy for him that he got to go back and, and if that was the end here and go out on a high note, which we went out on a high note, essentially, but but did it kind of unexplained, right, with everything. And, uh, man, he could still, if you listen, he still gets, I think, the loudest pops, which is, says a lot, says a lot. Another super chat here. Let me see. How much money did you make in the WWE? We do not discuss financials. There's no point in doing that. I've I've given little bits and pieces over the years of things I've made at different times. And uh, I don't we don't we don't discuss that with with the public. Did WWE release you? No, they did not release me. I 
I actually released them and I walked out. I got a couple surgeries that I needed to let my contract run out. I had a, at the time, and I hadn't agreed to it, but the contract that they had presented me was worth, uh, like this is a little bit of tidbit of information, $1.65 million. And that, but that was, and that, that wasn't, I wasn't happy with that. And that was, and I could have got more if I wanted, but I wasn't going back. Wasn't going back. There was just too much. And I made that very, very clear. And the contract ran out August 8th. So there's a lot of people that will spread lies and mis misinformation. There's a lot of fans that will listen to other fans spread misinformation. And then they go and further spread that misinformation with that, right? And that was one of the things WWE actually, they, when I walked out, I, I literally walked out, told them, I told Mark Carano, who was there at the time, asked if he goes, do you want to speak to Vince? I said, I never want to speak to him again. And there were things that led up to this throughout the day that I'd let them know that like, I'm getting out of here. And, and then I got my bags and I left. And I remember seeing later where it said I was sent home. Nobody sent me home. I literally left. Do you think, I'm, I'm telling you right now, if they would have tried to send me home and I wasn't ready to go home, I would not have left. And there ain't a goddamn person there that would have made me. I'm telling you that straight up. Security and all, they would have had their hands full. They would have had their hands full. And those security guys were really cool with me too. So, but I wanted, I was not, there's just been so many lies. Oh, and it's, but it's all coming to an end here. I've won everything. The truth always wins out. I've had to be patient. I've had to sit back. I've had to just get my health back. Listen to a lot of people talk and talk a lot of smack. And uh, the big guy always finds a way to get his way. And uh, I've done it once again. <laughs> Uh, I've not seen Triple H. It says release some superstar financial things recently. I don't know about any of that. I don't understand if, if and I'd have to look into that and see. Uh, but if, um, I don't understand why they wouldn't just release all of them across the board, the downsides. Just what you're seeing, if they, whatever they're reporting on downsides is, is most likely not anybody's yearly salary. Most of the guys are on downsides that are that are very low overall and then they exceed those depending on how they're used throughout the year things have changed a bit since i've left and, and money has gone up considerably i have heard uh which i'm very happy you'll never hear me get upset over that and i'm very happy for all of that for everyone in that and i wouldn't have had an opportunity because if i would have stayed i would have i would have had to retire with my injuries so i've got my health back and i've found a whole new way to make a lot more especially long term with everything with that and going back and with everything at, when the point in time is ready. So, but um, I would be interested in seeing everybody's numbers if they were, if they ever do fully release those, which I've talked about is good for wrestlers to have that information. Super chat. And then thank you, buddy. What's your opinion on AEW from Hazmat Mahmoud? Hazmat Mahmoud. What is your opinion on AEW after Cody joins WWE? I think it's pretty similar. AEW is AEW. I don't think Cody was a very uh, big part of AEW, especially early on with that. But he he was off doing things at multiple times where they're not there all the time, even though he was there overall consistently. And I would say one of the faces of the company, obviously, um, but I think they've got more than enough talent. And again, though, there's uh, I'm a big like you got to 
they, they run the, you could tell they run that promotion a little bit different than WWE runs the their promotion with that and, and everything. And is, as long as they're the Tony's happy and they're profitable and, and making money, which I don't know any of that. I don't know. You know, that's all at the end of the day. I think it's good. We just have, we have two wrestling companies, both big, I would, I don't, I would say overall WWE's a bigger company from obviously the revenue end of things, but it's, I think I'm not, I'm not sure what the future holds. They've been kind of stuck at the ratings where they've been regardless of who they bring in. And I think there's, you know, I have my opinion on things uh, in, in for talent and, and things that I think could draw and, and I will reserve those for me for when the, you know, the time is right for whatever opportunity presents itself with that. But it's, um, I, I, I watch, I can't, I don't watch as much of it as I did before. Uh, and I watch, I watch matches. I'll watch it here, a couple matches here and, uh, Monday, Wednesday, I watch, try watching a little bit of NXT. That's more difficult. NXT is really difficult for me to watch. It always has been since it just, I don't know what it is. Um, I'm just not, a, I, I'm a big fan of big crowds and like pro wrestling to me just does not work. It just, it brings me back flashbacks of developmental. And I just, I don't care to like, it's like, yeah, we did that for a long time. What are my thoughts on energy drinks? Um, it's not like, so I don't, you got to be careful. You, you know, when I was younger, Red Bulls came out. I used to chug those things, the regular sugared ones. You know, that's it's a processed drink. Uh, it's not beneficial. To you. You're better off, go get a black coffee. Get a black coffee. If you want to put some stevia or something, like some cream, whatever, that will give you much healthier for you, much cleaner for you energy-wise uh, and calorie-free. With that, we have our Wake Up Unlimited Energy with Feed Me More Nutrition. Uh, it is, is, I believe, the most powerful pre-workout energy supplement. Most people don't need to take the full scoop. You can start off taking half a scoop with that. It would last you 60 days. And it's sweetened with stevia and monk fruit. We don't use any of the artificial sweeteners and colors. And that's the problem. A lot of the diet energy drinks that don't have the sugars or the calories are chocked full of artificial sweeteners and colors. And they are not good for us. They are not good for us. And it's it, it's they, I would be the first one to say, yeah, they're addicting and they taste good, but you gotta make, you gotta, you, you'll see over time, you'll see over time. And I found out younger, we didn't have this information when this stuff, when I was a kid and diet sodas came out, there was nothing saying that this stuff, at least I didn't, we didn't have the internet yet or anything with it saying, you know, this stuff is bad for you. And, you know, I had side effects from it. Like vision was horrible. I'd get blackouts. I'd wake up feeling groggy every morning. There was just all these little things, and then that is, they were in all my supplements. And I was in my twenties in, in Tampa, down at FCW, and I just remember I just go, I'm done, I'm done. I go, I, I I did a search, I started looking online, and everything just started popping up with aspartame and sucralose. That's the artificial sweeteners, and so that's where I started. That's literally when I started making feed me more nutrition. I started I started just buying the raw ingredients and getting blends made for myself and, and putting things together. And I, it's because I go, this stuff is, I just realized what the supplement industry was 
it was a corrupt scam for the most part of yeah they're using they're using good ingredients mixed with bad ingredients and then if they're like if they're doing that and then it's like well what else are they doing with that are they third party testing with like no a lot of them don't it's like so it's just I've tried to learn from all of that and to, to bring that into my my company to give you guys the best. Uh, if you become the champion, are you able to take the belt home with you? Yes, you travel when you become uh, whatever championship belt. And this is specifically, at least for in my time in WWE, you take you take one of them with you and the they're all the same. They're just, they're all like the, the they're, there's not like, they're all the same titles you could buy online. They have them at TV in little cases, in the big cases. So like when you're at TV, you go to the case by Gorilla and you grab your championship or it's there. They have like multiple championships in there that if you need to go to a photo shoot or something, or before you go out, you grab your title and you, you put it on. And then you have one you bring with you, you keep in your bag at all times for like live events and when you're traveling with everything. And that one's a little more beaten up. And that one, the, I, I always preferred that one because it just, it, it had that one was, is the one that gets carried from talent to talent until they decide to switch it out. So, and then they send you one of the replicas, the same ones that are at TV and you use on the road. And I have like the IC title upstairs in my case. John Cena's uh, bald spot. Thank you for the super chat. Diet soda is worth worse than regular soda with all the added chemicals. Yeah. And it's, but you know, it, it, we say that, but like the sugar is really bad for you as well. And, and with diabetes and there's just no point in drinking just sugar. Like those cans of sodas would have like 35, 40 grams of sugar for a regular can, maybe even 45. I mean, that is, that is a lot of sugar. And especially for, don't get me wrong. And I was a kid like here and there, like if, you know, specifically if you if you do it like you say you did a big workout you you work out really hard and you figure it in to your calories and you go you know i just really love coca-cola classic i just want a nice ice cold coca-cola classic after my workout or you time it into your day after at some point whatever and you have one coca-cola classic you could you can get away with that if you're physically active the problem is a lot of this stuff is very addictive and the people that do they they drink tons of this stuff all day long you know, can you imagine going how many, so just like go to, you're going to a 7-Eleven, they sell double big gulps there. Those big, huge, at least they used to, super big gulp even, but double big gulp. We're going to go, let's, we're going to go big. You walk in, you get a double big gulp. You don't know what you, you just know you like Coca-Cola Classic. You fill it up with some ice and you fill that big, huge 64 ounce double big gulp up with Coca-Cola Classic. You're drinking so much carbs and sugar, just, just diabetes waiting to happen. Like it's, but that's what people do this. People do this. And that's where, you know, that's why we have the health issues that we have with it. And it's, it's, it's crazy. That stuff is, you know, that's why we stress capitalism for good. But, you know, at the end of the day, those companies, those companies, if you know, if they create these products and we're smart and they just don't get as big as they have gotten. If everyone has self-control and like, hey, yeah, this stuff's not bad if every once in a blue moon. But we also like you got to be aware of how bad it is for you to begin with, which they don't market it. They market everything very friendly and very happy. Right. But that's where at the end of the day, though, it, it, it's our ind individual fault. 
And uh, you just have to be consciously aware of it and, and try to make the best decisions possible, right? Uh, right back. Do you still keep in contact with Chris Jericho? Your episode on Talk is Jericho is my favorite. Thank you, Barry. I have not talked to Chris. We follow each other on social, but I have not talked to him in some time. Yes, some people, after they win a championship, they they cry or get emotional. Absolutely. And I've always said that's what I talked about when I said the championships are props, and that's in all organizations. But they all have a different history and different stories and different meanings to individual people based off of that history, right? Before AEW, when they came out with the AEW championship, that championship had no history, had no significance, it had no meaning. Now, the, from the people that hold it, that starts developing and creating meaning, meaning right? And then as that, as years go on, that meaning becomes more and more, or it can become less and less depending on how that it that course is ran on who who carries it and et cetera, et cetera, right? And so. That's why you gotta like have an understanding of that. And that and that's all sports. You create, you know, UFC, when UFC was created, UFC meant nothing with that. And they create their championships, but over time, and from the people that hold those championships, and then the caliber of talent that that are competing for them, it elevates the championships over time. Super chat here, Joe, Joe Blundy, thank you, buddy. Do you remember the loudest pop you received in your career in any promotion? Um, the one there was so uh, the initial year of Ryback. Once we got into the main event, and like I'm talking traveling, doing European tours, on the road five days a week, it was insane, man. But if you're talking like TV wise, I would say the one I remember, and there were this happened a few times. The arena was shaking, and it was in California, I believe in Sacramento. It's on YouTube. And even then, it was when Punk was in the ring, and I came down, and was it was, I don't know if it was Punk and Jim Ross, but I came down to make the save, and I, I finally clotheslined Punk and went to pick him up for shell shock, and then I think he got out of it. But when I came down there, and I got in the ring, and then I finally hit the clothesline and signaled to finish it. The building, you actually see the camera on hard cam side was shaking. And I remember production people from WWE had told me that, and this is just me sharing, and this isn't, they just said, we haven't seen that happen since Stone Cold has been here. And I remember I go, shit, that's pretty cool that they told me that. And that happened a few times from what I remember two or three times of really, really on TV where things were really, really fire. And that, and you know, unfortunately that didn't last forever, which and nothing like that would ever last forever. But the first, that first year was, was pretty hot, especially, and it depends like, on the, uh, I, I'm just going by in person with that. And sometimes on TV, it could be harder to tell and whatnot, but you know, I wish I would have had like a mania, that first mania, though, was was great, but it, things were already kind of not perfect. Um, I'll say to you, the night after mania, with when I turned on Cena, that was a very loud moment, and I was shocked because booking had been so bad for months on end. I think I had six or seven pay per view losses as in the main, right top position, top 
circle there. And, uh, and I just remember thinking, well, if we pull the trigger on this, it's still here. And then unfortunately that wasn't the case, right. And, and on the business that was done, but it was, uh, there were some, some really cool moments, man. Some really cool moments. Very grateful. Amuda Hernandez, mi amigo, hola. Uh, as a truck driver, you think my size is unhealthy. I'm 6'1", 215. Uh, I don't have a photo. I don't know what your body fat percentage is. That does not sound horribly out of shape based off of, of just size-wise. You're a tall guy, 215. Two yeah, that doesn't – but now if you're, if you're just – you know, it depends. If your body is a melted candle – it could be, a, you know, they would say, well, we got to, we got to, we got to, you got to lose some weight, but I don't know what your muscle mass is with that. Um, but go to the basal metabolic rate calculator. It's in the description on feedmemore.com. Plug in your information, what your, what your goals are, your activity level, be very honest, and it will give you your daily caloric needs on how many calories you need to maintain or how many calories you need to lose weight. And then you adjust that as you go along and you plug those numbers in. As your weight starts coming down and what you you set and what your goals are, and it makes it very it gives you some direction on, on hitting your goals with that. Say you're 215 and you're you're a little overweight and you need to be down to maybe 195, 200. You plug that information in on that calculator, and it's gonna tell you you need 2200 calories a day, whatever the number is that it gives you, right? And you go, Oh, okay, now I have to now see what I'm eating. And go, oh, I'm eating 3,000 calories a day. Maybe that's why I'm, I'm 15, 20 pounds overweight, right? And then you can start making changes and adjustments and bam, and that's how you do it. And then before you know it, you get really good at that. And then you and you can you get really good at staying consistent with, with your what you should be. And then you can make changes based off that when you get down to 195 or whatever it is. And you go, I'd like to put on, you know, maybe in the next couple of years, you know, I would like to try to put on eight to 10 pounds of muscle if I can. Well, you know, and I'm going to work towards that. And then you increase your calories, you're eating cleaner, you plug that in and then, but you've got some direction. Also, thank you for everything you do as a truck driver. You guys are as important uh, as anyone and everyone's important. All the jobs we all, everyone does, everyone has their role, but truck drivers keep, keep the world going. So thank you. I don't think not everyone under, a lot of people understand and not everyone understands. I couldn't imagine the stress of having to drive those things. And I drove a big ass U-Haul from Tampa to, to Vegas with my car hitched on back when I moved back home to Vegas before I got called up as Ryback. And uh, it, I'll never forget in Louisiana, I got into a real shady part of, I had, I had to stop, I had to get off the freeway for something in Louisiana. And I had, I was, so I planned this out because like, I did not want to have to back this U-Haul up because it had the connecting piece with the car and where, so you had to really, it, it, I mean, and I'm sure this is a breeze for you at this point, but this is my first time ever, no training on anything. I go, so when I go into gas stations, I got to go in, I've got to go, I got to make sure I'm always driving forward. I, so I did this successfully the whole trip home. <laughs> and so, and I, I made sure I would go to get off to get gas early so that I wasn't running on E so that in case it was a gas station, I couldn't, I couldn't maneuver. I could just keep going. In Louisiana, I got off the freeway. I think I was looking for gas. And there wasn't gas at this particular exit. And I ended up in a shady neighborhood with small streets. It was, I tell you, 
it was stressful. I got stuck in this neighborhood, man. I couldn't get the vehicle. I couldn't, I couldn't, I was like, I couldn't, I had to back, I went down a dead end street and I had to, I, there was no choice. I had to back out and the thing kept going all every which way. And then people started coming out of their homes. Homeless people started just showing up. I'll never forget. There's a homeless man with a dog that was just there. I'm like, where did the homeless man with the dog come from? And like, everyone's like trying to like, you got to do this. You got to do that. And I'm just thinking like, damn it. It was, it was a nightmare. I finally got it out. I just got calm. I got in the truck and I said, big guy, you got to get out of the, you got to just, you got to, you just got to go for it. And I got it. I got out and then it was forward all the way home to Vegas. So thank you for all that you do. Reminding me of that story. Uh, yeah, I listened to some of Tupac's songs. I don't know a lot about Tupac, but I always, California Love was where I became familiar with Tupac. Uh, we got another super chat here. This is going to bring out a story. I already know it. Uh, Elton Tal says, thank you very much, buddy. Ryback, I met you in Paris in 2016. I still have the pictures of us. Uh, flexing our muscles. There's a good chance, okay, because I believe I was only, was this 2016 or maybe a little before? Or was this my last tour in Paris? I thought, so I'm curious if the year is correct here. I'm curious where the picture was as well, because I remember when we were in Paris, me and a group of the guys went to a, a, a Paris strip club. And, and I'll never forget the, because there were a lot of women with, with the hairy armpits. And I, and this is why we went, by the way, we had to the hot women with hairy armpits and there was one blonde dancer and she was absolutely gorgeous. And luckily I, I brought a pack of Mentos with me and I'll never forget this one dancer that just kept coming over by me and kept sitting in all everyone was drinking and her breath was the worst breath I have ever, 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 ever been around, ever. And it was, it was, but she was so pretty. But I couldn't take her breath. And I kept trying to give her Mentos for like an hour. And I think I, the guys that were there, and I'm not going to name names, but they were laughing hysterically because the, I think the girl thought I was like trying to give her something other than a Mentos. And uh, I just remember that's my, my Paris story. It was a great time. I got pretty, pretty loaded that night. So I'm curious where that photo was taken. Because if you ran into me in there or somewhere after that, because I have no recollection of taking photos in Paris. Uh, Barry, good question. Ryback, why are modern wrestlers much smaller and wrestle like gymnasts? I prefer powerhouses like you, Austin Rock, etc. So this is ideal. This is one of the things, and it's not the wrestlers' faults on this. Is much uh, one WWE or the the the, the organizations that I think wrestling WWE used to scout people and bring big bodied people in and then teach them wrestling that that looked the part that were larger than life. They got away from that for for a long time here. And I think in wrestling, 
a lot of people don't understand, like people that go and play other sports or football players or do other things. You want, you got to love wrestling though, to do, to really do this. You got it. And if you never did, you got to fall in love with it while you do it to really have success. And so I've always found like, I grew up loving it and watching it. People that have that background of, of childhood to adult of, of just loving it tend to understand the business and, and, and the, and, and, and make it have a better chance of making it. But in that, a lot of, smaller people that got into the business there weren't as many bigger people and also that people that go into other sports or things wrestling doesn't pay unless you really get a, a great deal which is very rare and go right up to tv but like other than that like you're not doing great you, you're better off doing a, a million other things unless you love pro wrestling with that um and i just think it's there's been a lot more guys they've hired that are smaller. But another thing is, and this isn't, this is just specifically more WWE where there is the drug testing to, that, that a lot of the guys and they're not taking the, the, the drugs, which is a good thing. And I'll say this in like the, the guys prior, there were a lot of guys taking things in, in those other generations that would not have looked nowhere like they did. And, and that's just the truth of the situation. This is one of the reasons I've always been, and I've Vince and them know this. Like I, I, and I call myself the big guy, and it's because I, I don't need the drugs to be the big guy. I have to work very, very hard. I have to train very, very heavy. And I've always been honest about being on TRT since 28, and that's in the normal ranges. It's not that's not abusing steroids or anything of that nature. It takes a lot of work. But in those guys, you are big bodied guys. Austin's a big guy. Rock's a big bodied guy. And, and I think they just got away from hiring big bodied guys uh, as much. But there's also being a big bodied guy and knowing how to work your style. And a lot of guys, and that ties into now a lot of guys in, if they are wrestling and doing things that doesn't fit with a, a persona of that, right? And it, that's that, that everyone's going to do what they want to do on that and I have no control over it. And I'm, I, that's why I, I understand it. I get it. I know what I need to do and I just hold on to that. And you know, it is what it is, but that there's a reason why Austin can come back and not do one damn flip and, and go out there and just kick ass and still be the most over guy. Right. It's because it's believable. And he has a connection with the crowd through his promos and through years of being believable. And at the end of the day, pro wrestling is the illusion of a real fight. And we want the people that we are watching in front of us to be as legit. We want to believe they're as legit as possible. When we're watching a movie and we, you're watching Rocky, you, 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 believe, you believe Rocky is Rocky, right? You believe Sylvester Stallone is Rocky. You buy into it. You know, if, you, if, if they would have had scenes of that in that movie where Rocky wasn't Rocky, Right. For whatever reason, however they do that, I don't know, but however they do that, then like it would really it would be a disconnect. Right. And you wouldn't believe in that character as much. So that and that is what pro wrestling is a movie in that sense, that the people that are playing the roles you have to when you're playing those roles, you want the people to believe in you as much as possible. And sometimes doing certain things can can disconnect for people. Uh, have I seen The Rock? I have seen The Rock. Yeah, no, no comment on that. I think you, you know where I'm getting at. 
I like everything that's going on with Roman Reigns. I'm very curious to see where this continues to go. They are, uh, I think it's going to be a significant moment when, when somebody finally does defeat him. Thank you for the Tupac songs. I'll have to come back up and check that out. Southless says, best thing that you that could happen for wrestling is you to return. Thank you very much. I look forward uh, to seeing where everything kind of lines up when everything that time comes. But uh, I think a lot of people are going to, it's going to be a really cool thing that happens. I'm going to, I'm going to call it right now though. Once everything, all this legal stuff is done with WWE and the shoulder, <laughs> I get the green light. Um, I think you're going to see my social media explode outside of TikTok, which already has. You're going to, it's going to be night and day. Um, and even then there's still going to be a lot of hate and negativity and people, uh, you're going to see a massive shift really quickly in a lot of things because I've learned how to hustle and work even through suppression and hate and negativity. Uh, and the tides are turning and they're going to be turning very quickly here um, with everything with, with the, the legal stuff. And uh, it's going to be a beautiful thing that, 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 that transpires. And, you know, I do look forward to being back in the pro wrestling scene. I've always loved the creative end. I believe I have a, I believe I really, really understand that end of the business and seeing things. And, and, and I, I know how to get over at the end of the day. I have a thorough understanding of how to get over. And, uh, and I, and I, that's why I keep myself in shape and on the conditioning end because wrestling is like riding a bike. I've just got to put that work in. Like I've been putting all this work in once that green light hits and, uh, we'll be back off to the races. I have no doubt. Super chat life of Daz. Thank you, buddy. Yo buddy. Are you watching the Tyson Fury? Uh, and Katie Taylor fights this month. I didn't, was not even aware that Tyson Fury had another fight coming up. I uh, I didn't. I'll, I haven't seen any advertising for that yet. But uh, I'll have to see on the night of what I have going on. I sometimes, man. Sometimes I get those fights, and like last night, I was thinking about. It, I was like, <clears throat> the UFC fights. I'm like, I'm not thrilled they raised the prices on this stuff. And like, I I could afford it easily. I just get. I'm like. I don't feel like giving them my money for this tonight. And I wanted to see a couple of those fights, but I was like, I'll be able to see the whole damn thing on social media here in a week, if not already now, through the significant moments through the clips, right? So I, I save those now. I'm trying to like, for like when I really, you know, when Connor comes back, I'll buy the Connor fight. When when there's big fights, champ, certain championships on the line, I, I will tune in for those, right? So the boxing one though, I'm not, I'm not, I've, I'm particularly because usually the card, there's not, there's not a lot going on. Uh, not to say that it's not great boxing, but it's just, you know, I prefer the UFC events more than anything. Barry says, you are over, mate. Look at what you achieved on YouTube in less than two years. I appreciate that, Barry. I, I really, I don't feel a sense of satisfaction with anything outside of TikTok, honestly. I'm thankful for all of you guys with all of it. It's not, it's not none of you. It's more of legal and I know what's going on. And, and I, uh, you know, I've lost followers now on Instagram and Twitter. Since Twitter, I've lost 
I've gone from, I was almost at 1.7 million when I left WWE. I'm at 1.4 million now. I'm non-existent on the platform. Uh, that, that truly frustrates me. They will not acknowledge me. They will not help me. And I already know, I know what's going on. And I've said in Instagram that I've had Facebook, a guy, the manager called me off the line. This was years ago. This is before I went public. This was when I started going public, who confirmed to me, he says, your accounts, there's something going on that is above anything that I could do. And he goes, but your suspicions and, and everything that we have talked about through the other call, he goes, are very accurate. And then when I saw like they removed me as an, in, like Facebook and Instagram removed Ryback as an interest. And then they started cracking down on these other little things and shadow banning randomly when I did nothing wrong. And then keeping the shadow band in place where like my Instagram is completely dead again. It's like, that is frustrating when you have a business and a lot of people, I have to keep fighting for that because if I don't, there's nothing I ever do. Even going back to TV, if those accounts don't get fixed, that greatly limits. And there's a perception with that when people see that and they go, oh, he must have bought his followers because years go by. I've been dealing with this with since 2016 with this after the engagement and everything was through the roof. And then all of a sudden it crashes overnight when I don't sign my social media over to WWE. And then I realize I go, okay, this is going to be, I was not anticipating this part of this being an issue because it never, they were never connected to it, but I have to keep fighting. And, but the good news is it's like, I tell you, it's like pulling back a slingshot more and more and more and more and putting all this work in. And in the moment that gets released, it's just going to be, it's going to, it's going to be really, really cool. But TikTok has been at least a blessing despite there was four months where they, they hit me on there. I couldn't get any traction randomly after being really, really popular on there, which now everything seems to be in, in the clear with all of that. So, but I appreciate it. I'm, I'm thankful, man. I, I just, it, it, it I want I want to do a lot more with all this stuff, but we we got to definitely all that's going to be taken care of on the legal end, which shouldn't even be having to be taken care of on the legal end, by the way. It, and it's crazy that it even has to be. Life of Daz UFC was long. I was up after six thirty a.m. here. Yeah, I heard the uh, I want to see because I know the Gilbert Burns fight is it Hamza Hamza Hamza. I can't pronounce his name. The dude. But he won, and I heard it was a lot of people said fight of the year candidate and one of the best fights a lot of people have seen. So I, I definitely want to go back and watch that. Uh, great question here. Do I think Elias's new gimmick will help him? I, I know a lot of people, and I, it, it's too early to tell. I think I go, there has to be, there doesn't have to be. But he's been off TV for a long time. I hopefully would like to see this kind of result in him going back to being Elias and that, I don't know why I got that vibe with that promo and what they're doing and acknowledging that he was Elias. I think by acknowledging that he was Elias, you have to make him go back to being Elias. And, but I, I don't know if that's the game plan or not. And if it's not, I have to ask, why would you take a guy away that was over and had had the crowd with him, and you could have done more. And I don't know all the backstage stuff going on, but I, I think that you had a character that was generating revenue with what he was doing. Not saying he was going to be the most over guy or the top guy, but generating probably good revenue and, and was recognizable and tried it to change that. I don't know. But they got away from that now. It's been since the pandemic, right? So I hope 
that there is a, a plan in place. But I'm telling you, from knowing what I know, oftentimes there is not, unless it's in that top circle. So that could be a case where he, come, he comes back and in three months he's released. Or it could be that there is a game plan and they execute it and he and, and or they think of it as it comes along. There's an opportunity and somebody says, I think we need to this is the crowd is chanting. The best thing you guys could do is chant for Elias. Walk with Elias at the shows. That will then with that is not the game plan for them. That will then in their heads they go, he's was too over as that character and too recognizable, right? And take it for instance, he, he got over as Elias. So remember when I was Skip Sheffield, I broke my ankle. You probably don't remember that because it was very uh, limited amount of months. Uh, and and it was with Nexus, even though I played a, a pretty big role in that. But it was, I had the ankle injury. I was off TV for a year and a half. I, I grew my beard, shaved my head fully. And not any nobody chanted Skip Sheffield because it was not a, remember, a memorable character. that I wasn't on TV long enough to ingrain in people's brains, right? So that was the blessing, and thank God for me. And, and I had the intensity, and people didn't think about that. Not to say that somebody didn't think about, about, about that, but the majority didn't. He's not in that situation because he got over as Elias. And it's an entirely different thing that he's being put into. And I, like I said, I would hope that there's a, a bigger plan in place. Let me see here. I got some super chats. <laughs> Park Junwoo. Thank you, buddy. Am your fan living in Korea? Thank you very much. I think you're really cool and I watch your lives too. Although far away, I always support you. Thank you very much, Park. And uh, it's so cool how we have the ability to connect all over the world with the technology that we have. And I'm always blown away. I always think about this stuff and how thankful I am with all of this. And I always and I, I've got a friend. I was just talking to her earlier. She's an electrical engineer, and she's working on on a project right now. And I just I go, it's it, I just go, God, and I I go, I can't even imagine, like, what your day looks like uh, on on working on this project. And and she's a mother as well, uh, with a couple of kids. And but like everyone's special and has unique gifts, and like everyone contributes to making this world. Uh, what it is and, and all these little pieces add up to it give us the ability to do things like this and to talk and interact and I'm very thankful for that and uh, it's just man life is cool imagine like, like imagine being like the first people on earth I always say to joke about that I go man you wouldn't even know like what to eat like you pick the wrong thing and you die like you're like oh I shouldn't have ate that and then like you're gone you're like, all right, don't eat that. And then like, but then you got to figure that out for like a lot more stuff. <laughs> oh man. Thank you very much, Park. I hope you're doing well over there. Super chat. Uwo, thank you, buddy. What were you doing before pursuing pro wrestling? I was at school at UNLV, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas for kinesiological sciences, fitness management. Uh, branch and uh, I dropped my courses as I got I got signed picked for tough enough I sent in my my, my tape and uh, I always wanted to be a wrestler and I just realized I go this is my opportunity and but I wanted to get my degree first because everybody always says you should get your degree first with that and and so I was just kind of following along on that route and I played baseball football all growing up and 
I just, uh, it all, it all kind of came together on that. And, uh, and I knew when I dropped those classes that I go, if I do this, I have to make it. And, and I did because otherwise when I would have been embarrassed, I would have gotten a lot of trouble. My, my father was really unhappy with all of that. And so I made sure that I, that I was going to make it because and I I'd wanted to do it. And I had, it was just, that was my introduction into the world of pro wrestling. Thank you for the super sticker. Rock Howard, greatly appreciated, buddy. This is a great question here. I always appreciate random questions like this. Would you lose your gains and wear a mask becoming a high flyer? Frog splashing me for $500 million. Be become El Hombre. I would have, El Hombre Grande is my luchador name. But uh, I don't know how... Uh, I don't know how happy I would be in life doing that. I could do that, yes. But it would be, it would not be, and I don't know how much weight I could technically get down to. I think I'm always going to be, it's very difficult for me to, to drop past a certain point. Um, it would take many, I feel like, multiple years of, of calorie restriction and fasting. And and even then, it, I would just be super shredded and probably like 260-something pounds or 250-something pounds which is not small by any means. Uh, Super Chat Bill, good to see you, Bill Wild, buddy. I've been taking the big guy without interruption for six months straight, and wife just got pregnant after five years trying. Coffee on me, big guy. Thanks. Bill, this is, by the way, so congratulations. That is fantastic. I have another buddy who also just had a, had a child. They just had their child the other day who was on the big guy they were they were not able to to get her pregnant and, and he had to go in and get some some work done and he's a big he takes the products and he got on the big guy and and they got this was a couple years ago and she finally got pregnant and they have they have their their first son and and I I joke we joke about it I go uh that I go I, I should do promotions with testimonials on people having babies with that. But then I go, I don't also want to scare men because it is a testosterone libido booster. Like, Hey, you're also having increased risk chance of, or risk depending on your look outlook on it of getting somebody pregnant. It is the real deal though. This isn't like, and I learned this through individual ingredients and it increases your testosterone through increasing your luteinizing hormone and follicle stimulating hormone. And it is an incredible, incredible formula, but Bill, that is, thank you very much, man. I'm uh, I'm happy for you, and uh, that's great news. There's a lot of people that can't comprehend that, and they'll be like, "There's no way Ryback's test booster is just is, is snake oil is getting gets people pregnant." No way. Such the great news, bringing life into this world with the big guy. I did come up with the finisher uh, shell shock. Yes, I do not know. No, I don't know uh, the guy that got released. I'm sorry. Um, uh, 
Uh, let's see. We've got another super chat here. We're going to go ahead and shell shock this guy. Seems to have a typing problem. Uh, Tim Allen, good to see you. Tim Allen. <laughs> you got me. The, the picture is what? Good job. Whoever this is on this, great job. I, I appreciate things like this. Tim the Toolman Taylor, uh, thoughts on Taker's Hall of Fame speech? Uh, the long-standing ovation was really awesome. Any cool stories about him? Yeah, and obviously he's he's highly respected amongst the business and then from performers and everyone involved and and the legacy of his career uh, when that was his moment with all of that. Uh, I just think um, I, I've met him. He's he's given me advice at various points. One before I debuted as Ryback and was doing darks and uh and was like and everything was kind of coming together and uh i want to say one of those was in laredo texas i think i i don't know if i had just started wearing did vince have me wearing the black singlet and i hadn't got it airbrushed yet and i had gloves but i remember talking to him backstage there and he he just gave me like he was very very complimentary on on the match uh and and very positive outlook on things i remember and i remember just feeling very good from that conversation. But then I talked to him quite a bit during the WrestleMania week, my first one, again, there, there, that WrestleMania in New York, and uh, we were by the rings, and uh, it was just me and him in there. And it was more talking about a lot of the things going on with me uh, at the time, and he was asking some questions, and uh I, he wasn't aware and I didn't, I don't, I didn't get into like a lot of the legal stuff that was going on, but I, a lot of people would ask me, they're like, what's going on? Because the booking was not great for a period and people, and people were like, this isn't, why are, it's like sabotaging this and it, it was sabotaging it. And so the people, and I don't know, at that time I was trying to be very positive and not like create stir the pot on the legal stuff. And I've talked about, I dropped the multi-million dollar lawsuit that didn't even involve them, but they, they forced me to drop or threatened to fire me essentially right in the beginning of my main of that run. And it was, what a horrible position to be put in. And so there was a lot like, and I was still thinking that they were just, that wasn't going to get thrown away. Like they were going to allow me to keep, you know, making great money. And it was, it was all a game, all a game, unfortunately. Like, like I've said, I, uh, I've come out on top here and I'm winning everything at the end. It just took a little bit of time, but I have nothing but respect for him. Always, you know, I wish I could have wrestled him, wish I could have wrestled him, but. <sighs> Super chat, Mikey, man. Good to see you, buddy. Thank you. Hey man, I'm an athlete for special Olympics. Got any tips for me to keep training in my own, uh, with or without the gym. I have little to no motivation to keep in shape outside my training sessions. Uh, I don't know. So you're obviously training and still and for, and for whatever particular lifts that you are doing. I just think you got to, you know, it's part of a healthy lifestyle. And, and I always tell people, if we fix our food, we fix our mood. And typically lack of motivation comes from a lack of quality nutrition or, or other things that are like, whether it could be um, too negativity, people that are negative around us, watching too many negative things, too many negative things on social media, hanging out at the wrong places, right? When we start implementing, I always talk about the hungry mindset and that 
that positive mindset. And, and that starts kind of snowballing into other areas of our life and improving other areas with that. I just think you got to, you know, there's nothing wrong. Life is, it's very weird. And I, I think about this a lot, you know, we live in a, in a world where we think we all have to be competitive all the time. And, and we see other people on, online. Some of the most successful people, and a lot of them, are the most miserable people on the planet. And they lack any depth, any, just any, anything of meaning. They don't, like a lot of them are, they're, they're chasing superficial things. And I, so I think part of this too is, is having a grateful mindset and understanding happiness and what makes you happy and, and really going all in on what makes you happy as well with that. And in that you start getting more motivation because you're living your life true to you. And it, it's a, it's a, it's a tough thing, but if you could start doing that, you're going to, you're going to see improvements with that. And it, it, cause it's, but I do think it too being younger with people, cause it happens to adults too. You get caught up. You got the social media consumption, I think can really, really throw a lot of people off because it wastes a lot of time and it takes away our, our time and from, focusing on our business and our lives and it can, it can cause depression and, and get people down. So I think living in the real world as much as possible. And that kind of ties into the things that make you happy, having enough relationships. You only need a couple people that you can bounce things off of. You don't need a lot of quote unquote friends or acquaintances, but, but a couple people you could trust, even if it's one person finding that. And, you know, I think just trying to improve here and there little pieces and do the things you enjoy but if you're training, you're already ahead of a lot of people that you're training for specific things. You just maybe you got to find a few other little areas you can improve in here. And, and I don't know. I don't. It's a very broad question. Like, I don't know what would be throwing you off. Like, if you're training, you know, maybe while you, whatever your, your lift specific training is, maybe while you're there, you do an extra hour when you're done. To get to, you know what I mean? Throw in some cardio, some conditioning, some different things, maybe a, a full body routine here and there, but you to add to whatever you're doing with that. And that's your training. And then, you know, obviously the nutrition part of things is where you're going to really, really tighten things up and, and see improvements in other areas, in my opinion. Goro, you're very welcome. Life of Daz, have a great evening. Thank you for stopping in. Some people ask weird questions is one of the comments. Absolutely. There's a, you never know what you're going to get here. And, uh, but I always, I, I, I appreciate all the questions. Everyone comes from different backgrounds and has different levels of, of just what has been put in their brains. And that's in no way referencing the last question, by the way. Um, that, that was a great question. I'm talking about like the randoms, like Shiki Baby. Oh, Goro, yeah, I hated your idea to have uh, Feed Me More gimmick go further where when you losing a match, you would start eating. Um, yeah, start. Hold on, where'd the end of that go? Start eating food to power up. Yeah, 
Yeah, no, hilarious idea, but but horrible idea. <laughs> That's where the ruffles deal comes in. I come back, I have a bag of ruffles in the corner, and when I'm I, I'm getting the crap beat out of me, and then I got to crawl into the corner and, and fuel up on some ruffles and fire up. And I, I these chips be bussing, yo, feed me more, and then go into a hot comeback. An endless bag. I'll be like the the stone cold of food, throwing me the bags of ruffles, smash them together, pouring them on the turnbuckle. People just going crazy for the big guy. <laughs> hello, hello. Appreciate all the love and support on Instagram and TikTok. <laughs> Uh, we'll do another question here. Thoughts on AEW? Um, thoughts on other AEW stars making the jump to WWE in the future? Cody says they inevitably will jump. Absolutely. Cody has opened the door for that. I think I think now that Cody's jumped over, that 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 allows – I think it's a great thing. Because now what you could do is, too, is it promotions – as this becomes in things if get more intense, what this means is wrestlers will be able to kind of go make a decision. One, you got to look at based off contracts and, and, and creative end of things. But financially, if you've got two companies that want you and they're both at they're both at you know one point five million dollars per year, and then the other company jumps and go, no, we really want you. We're going to give you three. And then you go, well, that's that's. And, and all other things are pretty equal on that. What a great win for that talent that wouldn't have existed before when it was just WWE, just so you guys know, after they bought out everybody, it was, where else are you going to go? We're going to give you this. And this is, you have no negotiating power. So the tide has turned in favor of the wrestlers. And that's a very good thing because wrestlers have been underpaid just historically in the business far, far too much. And uh, as far as on the big time, on the big screen, big time with that. So I do think there will be others. And, you know, AEW is a whole other – WWE is much better and has more television time, I feel like, overall, just in keeping the, the people the consistently on TV. AEW does with, with certain people, but then you'll see people that are on and off for long periods of time. I do not think that is good. I don't. But I, I think that's not my problem. It's not – and you don't – my thing is you just don't want to be one of those talents. That is, and that, and that's, you don't want to, you don't want that to be the case. You got to, you got to be on TV consistently. If you're not already over, if people don't know you already, if you're not doing big things, like, but if you're just doing cold matchups and you're only on TV every once, every couple months or like, yeah, that is, that is a whole other problem. And that's not, but they, they, they brought in a lot of talent and I think that they've got the talent. You've got to get, they still have the problem of, They've got now some big names, but there's a big gap often from the big names to the other names. And then that's something that is, has to continue to be worked on. And that's just, they were a promotion that essentially just only had a handful of people that were known. So it's, they've done a fantastic job on, on even being where they're at in this short period of time. In my opinion, it was, it was something that was extremely difficult. So. But with Cody jumping, that is, if Cody jumps, anyone could jump at any point in time. 
Yeah, that boy. It's already weird how I have uh, past notifications turned on for your YouTube, for your lives, and yet I get no notifications. YouTube is silencing your lives, which I'm sure you're aware. Yeah, I'm. This is what I tell people. All the it's. It's impossible to keep gaining subscribers. They're also having people just to let you guys aware of what's going on. And it's happening on Instagram. I've already lost 200,000 since, since December. They've put whatever little thing into the system where it unfollows people off my account. And I don't know how they choose. I've had people I know get unfollowed and I shouldn't message. And I said, and like, cause I know them. I said, Hey, did you unfollow me? They go, no. And then they have to follow me back. So there's something going on and my numbers on YouTube. I've been going down. I've noticed it again. Like I'll look at the numbers and like, there's always a period of time where like, they'll do like a, a thing, a sweep where for bot accounts or whatever, where your numbers might drop for like a day or two. This has been going on for months and I'll notice my numbers like, and then they'll go up and like, and then it starts coming down. And I go like, this has been like, we've been hovering under 400,000 now for, for quite a while way. And it's like, it's stuff like this. I can't, what do you do? YouTube, they don't, I've, I've, I've messaged them on this, on this stuff and they, they, they play dumb. They're not going to, you think they're going to say like, yeah, we're, nope. And it's, but you've seen what they've done to other people and you like, it's, so it's not like everything I've said has already been done to other people. So it's like, but they're doing it because of the partnership of WWE and it, it, it is, it is, it is illegal. It is, it is corrupt and it is illegal. It's not like I've done anything to warrant this behavior. I've not put out content. You know what I mean? It is. So you have to understand like how it's being done to limit my income and my success outside of the business. And it's very frustrating. So even though I've had success, I know it should be much more. And I know I should have much more engagement with the people that follow me. And that's really, it's really frustrating, but I just keep working because I know, I know the tides. I know what's going on legally. And like I said, it's all going to, it's all going to, it's all going to be all right, but it's, it's frustrating, man. No doubt. And I don't know. It, it sucks. I would say, man, if you could turn, send a message to YouTube and just let them know as, as a subscriber and a fan that you, that legit tell them what you told me and just say, I don't think that's right for what you guys are doing to this guy. And I, that's the best thing I that you guys could do for me because it's being vocal about it because I'm not being seen. And it, it, it is frustrating. <clears throat> One more super chat here. Michael Moranti had to put my first dog down. Any advice? I'm so, sorry, buddy. Jesus. How long does it take to get over? Is it worth getting another dog to go through this again? So, Michael, I'm just going to share with you. I've been through this quite a bit. And I'm very sorry. And, and it is it is never easy. Uh, and this is my approach to life in general. There's it, it, we're born and we die. Death is a part of life. And unfortunately we don't, I believe it's the greatest experience once we pass. Um, but there's, there's so many different forms of life on this earth and it, our outlook, but we miss what we love. Right. And, and I've made a lot of sacrifices to keep Sophie, my dog alive. And I have little guy. Um, and, but I've had, my childhood dogs, Pebbles, Bam Bam, Roxy, She-Ra. And then I went down and recently, a couple of years ago, went with a woman that I was friends with. Um, her dog, Bam Bam, was the cutest little dog. Um, he, he, was, he had to go and she couldn't handle it. 
and I had to go with her and I had to hold them and, and be the one with that. And, and it was sad. Um, my outlook on this and my advice is to you, it does get better. Time, time makes it better. I do believe you should get another dog because, and it is worth it, uh, because we have an endless amount of love to give, right? So you'll never replace the love that you gave to your dog that you had put down, but you can give a whole new love to a new pet. And that will, and my thing is, is I always, always have taken that approach with it. And it's always, always made it even better for me because it, it helps your, because when you're in a state of giving love and you have that love, even though you're going to miss your old pet, you have that new love to give that will make those moments better. And, and, and inevitably you will come across that, that time again with your new pet, but you, you, that is, that is life. And in I believe life is, is overcoming our fear and of, of stuff and, and trying to become as loving as possible. Right. That is, that is a big challenge in life with that. And you look at all the animals, there's a lot of suffering on this planet. And that's why I'm big on like, we can't control all the suffering that goes on, but in our bubble, in our environment, we can have a loving environment, a happy environment as much as possible. And you do have the ability to go out and give a new pet, a, a very good home. Right. So that would be my approach. And that is my approach on how I handle it and have how, how I have handled it. But, you know, I break down every time, man, when it, that, that's the one thing that gets me with the, with the pets. I'm very, very close to all my dogs and uh, I love dogs more than anything. So I, uh, I feel for you on all that. And I just think, try to keep yourself busy. Um, I always do photos. I get photos and I have blankets. I have things of all my dogs. I've always just have them in good memory and time gives you that closure and that peace and you remember them for the, in, in that and it, 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 and it doesn't, it, it doesn't weigh on you like it is suddenly when it, when it happens and it's that loss of missing and they, they are part of us. Right. So that would be my, my best advice to you. And uh, just try to keep yourself together and stay busy. You know, think, think good thoughts. Like I said, doing the photos, put together a little thing. If you're, if you're going to have the ashes, I don't know what you're doing as far as that, but I always like to set up the the thing and, and just remember them as, as best as possible and honor them. And when you're ready to go out and, and go get, go get a new dog, uh, I think it's going to help you and you go, you'll give, give that dog a new love. And with that, guys, we're going to go ahead and wrap up today's show. I got to go. I got to go knock out a few more things here. Go work on the shoulders some more as well. I appreciate all the love and support, as always, on all the platforms. TikTok, IG, if you could go subscribe to Ryback TV on YouTube as we approach 400,000, it would be greatly uh, appreciated. And as always, my, my Feed Me More Nutrition supplement line, guys, you could save 20% with discount code RybackShow20. That's Ryback Show. Two zero on feedmemore.com. And we have the new basal metabolic rate calculator in the description. It'll be in the comments where you can click on it on the website and plug in your activity level. And it gives you your caloric needs that you need each day, which is a great tool, I think, for you guys, along with the supplements and, and getting your diets in order and helping you reach your goals. And if you ever have any suggestions on other things you would like to see 
featured on the website, please shoot them my way on here and let me know. And, and I'm here to help you on this stuff as well with all of this and, and to help make this, this journey a little easier uh, with the things that I've learned over the course of my life. And with that, guys, until next time, stay hungry. Feed me more.